Welcome to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. How is Locked Up at Home going? Uh, fine. Everything's super clean, and I need a haircut. <laughs> I was thinking about my hair, and I was like, eh, whatever. I was like, I could get a cut, but um, I'm not going to. Because I people at my uh, job, they were like, I had the haircut lady come in. And I'm like... How desperate could you be? Yeah, really. I don't. I don't. It's think not that like that's... their mane isn't like a 1980s hair metal band now because they didn't get a haircut over the last six weeks. Right. I mean, mine is, but uh, <laughs> it was that beforehand. I was just gonna say, yeah, I kind of suffered from that beforehand. <laughs> and yeah, with summer coming, it's not bound to get any better, so I might as well just own it. I tried to dye it purple. Oh, did it go? No. No, apparently my my hair just autocorrects to red. Mm. So, Red's hard to beat. You fine. probably have to bleach it first. Yeah, I thought of that, and I'm willing to dye my hair some crazy colors, but I'm not willing to do is bleach it, especially when there isn't a chance that I can get somewhere and have it fixed. Mm. That's true. I thought yeah. you might be worried about it falling out. Hair. It is. What? I thought you were worried about it falling out. Well, like that too. Yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, I'd be, uh, no. I can deal with a lot of things. Like, I haven't had a pedicure and all that other nonsense. But if my hair fell out, I don't think I could deal with that again. (laughs) I have a blonde wig. Fair. (laughs) I mean, I haven't been blonde in a long time. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I could talk about the, the foot masks that I used. You had to use a foot mask? Okay, no, wait, listen. I'm going to explain this to you. So, <laughs> I, and I'm going to share this with my listeners because they need to know. So, my feet were kind of locked down gross. Got it. <laughs> Everybody needs a pedicure. And it was getting to the point where a pumice stone wasn't working. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know I have no. one that is uh, sandpaper and battery operated? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to do that, but then I saw a thing for feet masks, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try <laughs> So, it's it's little slippers you put on your feet mm. that have some chemical in it. Maybe I should have checked out the chemical. <laughs> um, it said it was all natural, but, you know, so is bleach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you wear it for like an hour, and then what I failed to read until after I did it was that it takes five to seven days for the dead skin to shed. Okay. So for a week, I was shedding skin from my feet. I had to wear socks to bed. It worked? Oh, it worked wonderfully. My feet are so freaking soft. (gasps) I want to use it. You will literally be leaving DNA everywhere you walk. (laughs) That's okay. Michael loves me no matter what. Well, I, you know, I live alone, but (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was really grossed out. When I looked down, I was sitting <laughs> on my chair and I looked down and I could see it on the carpet. <gasps> That's great. Nasty. Nasty. So I had to wear socks for a week. But now they're like super soft. Oh, I'm really jealous. And you wore the... Oh, gosh. We're going to have to talk about this off air. I'm like, where'd you yeah, get them? I just wanted to share that with people because you Name. should know that you'll be shedding for five to seven days. That's excellent. Like a snake. Like a snake. I love a snake. Yeah. I do too, but it was not what I was 
Like I see that By day on five. I was a little upset. <laughs> like on the commercials where they're like, check it out, and the lady's like, she takes like a hand cloth and it like wipes away like five layers yes. of skin or whatever. Yes. I always thought I was like, that's a that's a marketing ploy. She definitely dipped her foot in paraffin wax, and that's what's coming off. Nope. nope. Wow, that's really but exciting. It doesn't happen right away. Like the first two days, nothing really happens, mm. and then when it goes, it goes. <laughs> This is all very exciting news. Fun fact. Anyways, that was that was for our listeners. Are we doing the God of Feet this week? <laughs> yes. I guess that should have had a better segue, huh? No, I'm bad at segues. Um, <laughs> actually, no, we're doing uh, one of the big ones. Ooh. We're doing Athena. A mm, girl. And there was a lot, and there kind of wasn't a lot. And I know that sounds weird, but there was a lot of, um, there was a because we're at the point where we're down to like the big three, basically. Yeah. A lot of their stories overlap with everybody. So there was some things I just didn't find it necessary to, to rehash because we'd, we'd talked about it. Right. But let's get into that. I also didn't, I don't have any sounds. So we're going to have to wing it. I was going to say, I'm like, do you have sounds? Did you bring a good I war don't. sound? I don't. I, I will, I will make a sound. Oh, I, I will do something. Okay. Okay. So, she is the goddess of wisdom, courage, inspiration, civilization, law and justice, strategic warfare, mathematics, strength, strategy, the arts, crafts, skills, specifically spinning and weaving. Um, I want to point out that the reason they point out strategic warfare is because she's still considered by some the female counterpart of Ares, mm. whereas Ares is like, let's just fight, I want war, blah, blah, blah. She's more like a chess player. Right. So, um, and that's her thing. Like, she will go to war, but she's going to, it's going to be more of a, you know, she's going to plot it out before she actually goes out there to fight. Not to say that she's not a warrior, but she's definitely not going in there with, like, blind rage. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't think the Western attack is the right attack. Gonna right. going to have to go right. Eastern. Uh, she's usually shown in art wearing a helmet and holding a spear. Her major symbols include the owls, olive trees, snakes, and the gorgion, which you had to look up. That's a protective, it's the protective amulet with the gorgon's head on it. Oh, that's It's cool. only worn, yeah, it's only worn by her and Zeus. Wow. As far as gods. I think some humans probably wear it, but for the most part, those are the only two deities that wear it. Hmm. Which is ironic when you consider her relationship to Medusa later. Right. And it's definitely Medusa's head, even though it just is a Gorgon. If you look it up, it's Medusa's head. They're like, there's uh, only she, one. There's only one. Right. She invented the chariot. Oh. It was one of the few times she actually worked with Poseidon. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, she invented the chariot, and he gave her the horses to to accompany it. I wonder if she thought to herself... Like, deep breath before having to go over there. She's like, you can do any kind of bullshit for a little bit of time. Anything for right? a small so amount of time. Right? So it doesn't explain why she... <laughs> it, it didn't explain why she invented the chariot, but I'm willing to bet it probably was because she thought it would benefit her in war. Oh, yeah. You know? You need um, war horses. Exactly. So her birth is weird and not. So her mother is Mateus. I don't know why I thought her mother was Hera. I'm, I'm an idiot. And I have no idea why I thought that. Hmm. That's not an unreasonable um, thought. Uh, her, so her mother's name means wisdom. Hmm. She was a she was a minor deity herself, 
And this is how I wrote this because Zeus just irritates Delaware. <laughs> I know. I feel like you're not gonna you're gonna try and keep him from getting a throne, but you know deep down he's uh, getting a throne. I know. <laughs> so I wrote I wrote and Zeus of course chased her and she changed forms to escape him, including birds and serpents. It didn't work because you know, Zeus. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, I can get behind some snakes, yeah. <laughs> right. And that's also part of the reason why her symbols include serpents. Mm. But after he got uh, Mateus pregnant, the Oracle of Gaia then prophesied that Mateus' first child would be a girl and that her second child would be a boy and that the boy would overthrow Zeus exactly the same way it happened to his father and his grandfather. Mm. So just like family history, he swallowed Mateus while she was pregnant and hoped that that would end the problem. <laughs> However, I mean. he developed an unbearable headache which made him scream out of pain so loudly that it could be heard throughout the earth. The other gods came by to see what the problem was. <laughs> Seriously, they were like, what is that noise? Hermes realized what needed to be done and directed Hephaestus to take a wedge and split open Zeus's skull. Out of the skull sprang Athena, fully grown and in a full set of armor. Due to her way of her birth, that's how come she's the goddess of intelligence and wisdom. Mm. Plus, I think also because of her mom. Right. What's funny is that she's also considered to be Zeus's favorite, even though he didn't want her born to begin with. But I don't know if that's because she was technically birthed from him. Maybe it was he tried. He was like, uh, I couldn't prevent her birth. So different tack. Come here, favorite. Right. Or maybe he's yeah, maybe he's just scared of her because of the prophecy and he's trying to keep her close. Be like my favorite wouldn't kill me. Right. I know. <laughs> Um, funny enough, she's also the only one that's allowed to use his thunderbolts. Oh, that is weird. Right? I didn't know that. Me neither. Um, the, the actual wording was he's the, he trusts her to use the thunderbolt. Hmm. Well, because she's not going to make a, a snap decision and just throw those bolts wherever. Right. So that makes sense. Um, she also has the claim that no mother bore her. That's true. Um... She's the patron saint of heroes, and she aided some famous ones, but we'll get to those in humanity and notoriety. Yeah. Uh, she's a virgin goddess, and even though some say that King Eurythias was her son by Hephaestus, which you actually told that story. Right. Of the, the loincloth and the sperm. <laughs> uh, she's actually Gaia's child, but Athena fostered him as soon as he was born, and he became an important important figure in Athens. He was actually one of the first kings of Athens. Um, and, and he's very much favored by Athena. Oh, that's nice that, you know, it is nice that she adopted him. Good for right? It, apparently it says that she swept him up and took him right away the minute he was born. Well, you know and, what and kind of... fostered him. If you don't snatch up them babies right away in godly lands, I know. you never, you never know, know, know what's going <laughs> A snake's going to eat him, a bird's going to come down, you don't know. It's going to be like cursed by his ants or something. <laughs> right. Uh, it's also said that she bested Poseidon in an argument to win Athens. They were fighting over who was going to be the patron god of Athens. I don't think it was called Athens at the time. Um, and she won it by creating the first olive tree. Oh. So, so that's how come, yeah, that's how come she gets to have Athens. And when they say extending an olive branch. Means that's totally because, I, and I actually cover that a little bit because that means to, ext you know, end a war, which she... Being the god, even though she was the goddess of war, she wasn't known to drag it out. Well, yeah. Necessarily. 
she so being the god of civil, this part made me laugh. She used her knowledge to develop the double flute. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but the instrument, while it created beautiful music with little effort, she felt she looked undignified when she was playing it. I bet. Uh, yeah. So she gave it to a satyr. Does anyone look dignified with a double anything? Hanging out their mouth? No. no. Yeah, certainly not. No. So she was, and that was like her last foray into. Except that one picture you and I took that one time. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> we were very dignified. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, the exception that makes the rule. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. That's, that's one of my favorite pictures. I know. Favorite picture we can never show anybody. <laughs> um, so yeah, she gave it to the satyrs and then never bothered to deal with any musical instruments ever again. Well, she was like, "Fuck this noise." She's like, "Oh, I have a new hobby." Well, I didn't like it that much. Right? I look like an idiot. I'm not using this. <laughs> um, and as I said, even though she's associated with war, she's very reluctant to use violence to solve conflict. Uh, she preferred to use her wisdom to avoid the conflict, and if she did have to fight, she did it with a purpose and effectiveness. So she actually would try to stave off war first. She wasn't somebody, and, and we'll get into that in her glorification, but she wasn't a deity that they prayed to for war. No, no. But if they wanted to end the war, maybe they would. Yes. Not just end the war. Um, she She actually was somebody that, like, if they were in war, they prayed to her for guidance, mm. um, and because she was she was a, a patron saint for the or patron goddess for the heroes, they would look to her for like well. So there's a lot of stories in, in all sorts of mythology, not just Greek mythology, where a lot of times the hero uses their wit to get right. out of something, and Athena is behind quite a few of those. Hercules does that a lot. He's like, oh, I actually cover that in her humanity. Yes. Yeah. She helps him with three out of the 12 um, labors that he had to go through. I didn't realize there was that she did that many. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. All right. So glorification. Ooh. I'm going to play the hedgehog. Can you hear that? Yep. That was a hedgehog. Yeah. Can you see me? No, I cannot. Oh, I don't know why you can't see me. You're stuck. What? Your video is stuck. All right. We're back, baby. <laughs> Woo. Where were we? Uh, you made a hedgehog noise. Oh, because I was... Oh. Oh, you're tapping it? I was like, that's not a noise that hedgehogs make. It's a noise. It's an... Are we still rolling? We are now, yeah. Okay. No, it's my little salt shaker. Oh. <laughs> hedgehog. I didn't have anything near me. I'm scared if I get up, we might lose video again. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. So glorification. Yes. So Athens is the site of her most famous temple, which is the Parthenon, mm. which still stands today. The ancient cult of Athena in Athens centers around the Acropolis, uh, specifically in the Parthenon, which housed the most famous cult image of the goddess ever to have been crafted. The sculpture's gone now. Yeah. But um, it was made of wood and covered in gold and ivory, and it was clothed in a real dress. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The icon would receive a new dress every four years as part of the festival in which all of Athens, except for the slaves, would gather in honor of the goddess. No. I was, yeah. You know what it is? is so she was very much a 
aristocratic deity, whereas like Dionysus and some of the other gods, and it says um, were involved with um, the initiates becoming intoxicated and partaking in frenzied acts of social and sexual freedom. Um, she represented the modest, restrained side of life. Okay. So she, so her worship was definitely a little higher end as far as like who was allowed to participate. Oh, I see. I was a little disappointed to learn that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the festival is believed to have been in honor of the goddess's birthday. And the moment of the priest presenting the new dress or the pepalos is actually shown on the Parthenon. Oh. Freeze. Freeze. It's a mural. Freezy. Freezy, yes. <laughs> um, it was spread, the festival was spread over several days and it included athletic games. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Another chief festival in Athens uh, was the Arifera, in which two young aristocratic girls would walk from the Parthenon and descend into the underground sanctuary of the goddess Aphrodite in order to deposit unknown items. Um, the ritual was to have symbolized the coming together of the two completely different but important feminine deities. Hmm. So you had Athena who was very much into, you know, love and, and being with, you know, a counterpart, and Athena who was, I guess, modest, yeah. lack of a better word, or virginal. Okay. But Athena's not known for her wisdom, whereas... I mean, I'm sorry, Aphrodite's not known for her wisdom, and Athena was. So they were like polar opposites. Okay. And they were celebrated together at that one festival. Which is funny, because I don't remember them ever, uh, ever having a, a loving relationship with each other. <laughs> no. I don't even hear about them, like, passing each other in the hall. <laughs> no, no. Um, there's not a lot. I mean, Athena does interact with the other gods, but... It's not, she doesn't get into fights with them, really. Right. She probably just outwits them and leaves them standing there. She doesn't have any patience there. for nonsense. She says something and they're like, an hour later, they're like, hey, that was definitely an insult. Right. And she's like, <laughs> whatever. She's also, she's not merely the patron goddess of Athena, or Athens, but she's also the generic goddess of a lot of cities. So, well, they didn't necessarily worship her. She was definitely there as protection. So they would put statues of her to protect from being raided. Okay. Or war. But they didn't necessarily... Like, they would probably leave offerings and things like that. Um, she was big on goat sacrifices. All right, well... So I'm assuming that in times of war, they would offer to her to protect them. But they didn't really go out of their way to, like, throw festivals for her and stuff. I wonder Apparently, she was okay with that. Mm. I wonder if that's like a holdover now, currently, like in the modern day, if, if you're like, hey, I'm a witch or whatever, and you try to explain that to somebody, they're like, what are you sacrificing goats? I wonder if that's like a, a cultural, like a genetic memory of I think so. goat sacrifice. Because like, who else was doing that, really? Well, I think too, you know, which is funny because, and we'll diverge here a little bit, but like, in the Old Testament, there's lots of times that they had goats and animal sacrifices to God. Yeah, he liked that. So maybe it is a genetic memory or something. Or, you know, they probably, maybe they were like, that is the best animal to use. We're going to use that one too. And then they do it. And the New Testament God is a softer, cuddlier God and doesn't need all of that stuff. And he doesn't even rain right. sulfur anymore. Jeez. 
Well, weren't goat aren't goats kind of popular in Greece, anyways? Uh, yeah, I think I would think so. I think it's just regional. I guess if you lived someplace and it was just chickens, you'd be sacrificing a lot of chickens. I don't know. I'd be sacrificing my phone. If I had to make a sacrifice, I'd be like, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> but would I? Because I hate my phone so much that I'm like, glad to get rid of it. Really? <laughs> I It's cracked and the Google Pixel 3a is a piece of trash. Don't. Oh, so I had to get my screen, again, off topic. I had to get my screen fixed and um, I went through a Sharian. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the, I did that. They came to my house and sat outside in the van and fixed it last week. Oh, that's real nice of them. Yeah, it was done like half an hour. Oh, my bucks. people didn't do that. They were like, put it in the mail. Oh, um, no. Maybe they, that's they new. By the house. I had to pay 30 bucks. I was like, fine. Oh, well. Because gonna... I dropped it like an idiot. Well, if we if we get re-stimulated, I'm going to buy a new phone. We get re-stimulated? I don't know. Really. I talk big. I don't do anything. <laughs> They're like, put it away so for later. So that's it. What? You're yeah, putting it away for later. Yeah, like a responsible person. Boo. Uh, <laughs> I'm two years from 50. I gotta start being responsible. <laughs> um, so that's it for her glorification. I mean, all in all, it was kind of easy to honor her because you only had to do it every four years or, or do it if you're if there was a war mm. and I you thought, wanted protection. I honestly thought there would probably be a little bit more left to it than I guess there was. Well, one of the places that I looked up, and it wasn't the Theoi, um, <laughs> actually said that because Athena represented the modest, restrained side of life of every day, um, she didn't require the same cultic rituals as a safety valve like the other cults oh. did. So like Dionysus, Pan, and some of the sexier gods were kind of frenzied releasing right. situations. But she was more like, this is what we do every day. This is just life. Like, She's like, pinkies out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's why... I mean, she only had a festival once every four years. Mm. Mm -mm. Even in Athens, which was... But they built her the Parthenon, which yeah. is... So, Talk about love. Hey. There was probably more we'll never know about. Oh, sure. What are you going to give her? What am I going to give her for glorification? Um, are we going as for ease of glorification or the fun of it? I think a little of both. Well, I'm going to stick with a safe five. Okay. It doesn't seem that fun because you're just giving her a new dress. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not that great. I kind of am more into like, I like the idea of the other kind of rituals where it was dancing and singing and drumming and, and hers was not as exciting, but it wasn't hard. It was like a little changing of the guard, kind of like, yeah, that seems fine, I guess. <laughs> right. Plus, slaves weren't allowed to. So it wasn't open for every citizen. Right. I, mean, like, I gave her a or five. Or non-citizen. I agree with you. I will give her a five to you. All right. Oh, boy. This seating me, chart is going to have to be... my pen. What? We're going to have to redo the seating chart, I'm telling you. This is throwing it all off. I don't know why we think we know things and then we don't know. I know. I was like, I bet it'll be like this score. Not even bloody close. Oh, my God. Which just shows, goes to show that we are not rehearsing any of this or looking <laughs> ahead. Or we don't even, again, we don't even tell each other which ones we're doing. I mean, now we're going to be down to, after this, we're down to two. So, yeah. And it's pretty obvious who's <laughs> coming up. But 
the reality is, is like up until this point, we were like, nah, I don't score mine ahead of time. No, I stopped doing she that. He doesn't too. have a chance to do it. So it's like, <laughs> all right, humanity. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> it's only funny for you because you can see what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. So she was pretty involved in a lot of humanity type things. Mm. Um, she aided Perseus in his quest to kill Medusa. Okay. Um, since looking at Medusa would turn any man to stone, Athena gave Perseus her polished shield. And then he was able to see if Medusa was looking in the mirror. Or by looking in the mirror, he was able to see Medusa and it wouldn't cause him to turn to stone. And she also guided his hand so that he could cut off Medusa's head with his sword. Hmm. Uh, which, I'm going to get into her... I'm covering her story with Medusa in notoriety, but because this was also humanity, I had to throw that part of the story in there. Um, both Hera and Athena fought against Paris in the Trojan War because he awarded the golden apple to Aphrodite. She was one of the three uh, deities that were in the competition for the golden apple, and Paris, you know, snubbed them for Aphrodite. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but she's the one that inspired Odysseus and Epheus to build the wooden horse. Okay. So she gave them the idea um, to gain entry into the city, which makes sense. That's a smart strategic. move. Right. Um, her support was seen again when she gave food to Achilles before his fight, ignoring the sacrifices made by Trojan women. So she ignored all the Trojan women who were sacrificing things to her to try, because she wasn't fighting on the Trojan side. Oh. Um, she was fighting on the Greek side. And Achilles was actually one of her favorites. Yeah. But the reason he was her favorite wasn't because she loved him. It was because she knew that he, his presence on the battlefield was a strategic move to have there. Yeah. And needed to keep him out there to help win the war. Um, her only goal was to ensure Troy's downfall as a revenge because of Paris. But also because Zeus asked her to do it. Oh, okay. Well. Right. Athena's aid to Achilles in the fight between Achilles and Hector was a major turn of events in the war. She, so, th the favorite son of Troy was killed in a single combat because Hector's protector, Apollo, abandoned him. Mm. So Hector was being protected by Apollo, Achilles was being protected by Athena. But um, Athena, the reason why he got killed was because Athena tricked Hector and disguised herself as Hector's brother to lure him out into the battlefield because he thought he was going to get his brother's body. Uh, oh. Yeah, and then they killed him. Oh, of course. And that's that's how the war ended. Um, because once Hector died, the troops lost the will to battle anymore. And uh, personally, I think Apollo was just like, I've had enough of this shit, and just left. He was like, why, you have to be so stupid? And was like, I'm gone. Be like, war's boring now, goodbye. Right. I have other things to do. She did stop Achilles from king, killing King Agamemnon at, after the war, though. He wanted to kill him as retribution, and Athena stopped him because she said that it would only make the war last long, like, restart. Yeah, so she yeah. didn't want the war to happen again. She was like, no, you know, you just need to let it go. Like, the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wrote um, a song. Huh? She wrote a song. Yeah. Uh, she, it said that Athena actually helped Hercules hold up the world... Uh, when the Titan Atlas went to go fetch the apples. Mm. So when Hercules offered to hold up the world for him, it was actually said that Athena was helping him. 
She had a very big soft spot for Hercules, which is funny because her and Hera were pretty good friends, and Hera hated him. Mm. I guess they they're like agree to disagree. <laughs> I I also think it might have been because he was a big hero, mm. and that's where her soft spot lied. Laid. Oh lied. yeah. Um, she also helped him scare off the flock of birds in one of, in his sixth labor. There was um, cannibal birds mm-hmm. that he had to scare off. He she gave Hercules noise making clappers known as crotola, and they're like slappy things. I know. Those things you- immediately what I thought of. I'm like, are you telling me that Hercules had to run around with like the yes. two yellow hands that are like slap slap slap? <laughs> And that Athena gave him, she's like, here, this will total work. Can you imagine being handed that and being told, just run around the lake of these cannibal birds waving that. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm telling you, nothing's more annoying than this toy. (laughs) Said every mother everywhere. (laughs) She's like, don't, I adopted. It's fine. She all day every day with this for like three years in a row <laughs> right and and it does say that he had to run around the lake and like making i'm like would have been a little more di- for you know for somebody who doesn't like undignified things with her freaking flute situation she must have laughed her ass off i would have that'd be so good <laughs> um she also helped Hercules and Cerberus out of the underworld during the 12th labor. Hmm. Hercules at that point had gone mad. He had, he had, uh, had the blood, his, his dress, his shirt was washing the blood of the centaur. Okay. And he went mad and killed his wife and children, but she stopped him from killing more people when she saw what was happening. Apparently he was going to go on a murderous rage and just kill like the whole world. Oh, but she knocked him out before he could do it. He was about to kill his own father, and she knocked him out. Oh, gosh. And, like, took the shirt off of him and, and cured his madness. I don't know why they made a point of saying, this stopped him from murdering his mortal father. Like, you already killed your kids and your wife. Like, yeah. I feel like that's, worth like... to kill your dad? Five, five minutes too late there? Yeah. I mean, maybe she was running around with clappers. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> um, I'm sure, had I dug a little deeper maybe i could have figured out why she didn't see this happen or maybe it happened so Uh, fast she was like well that's enough of that okay hello yeah i mean that's true too i mean i don't think she's not exactly she's also not exactly like she wasn't one of the deities like apollo who was blessed with like divining the future oh right and i'm sure apollo wasn't going to tell her because he was pissed off her divine nosiness (laughs) that's what apollo's divine nosiness So that's your humanity. Hmm. That's pretty she played good. a pretty big part in the Trojan War. I mean, a lot of them did. But I think it was pretty cool that she inspired them to build the Trojan horse. I think that is very cool. Um, I do like that she um, helped Hercules in three of his labors. I'm not crazy about the fact that she helped Perseus kill Medusa. Hmm. But we'll get into that. So I'm going to give her a seven. Okay. Seven. And I was going to give her an eight. Whoa. I know. It's a lot of people. Look at you trying to gain favor. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're on to notoriety. It is so funny. <laughs> a little hedgehog. So, first one. She turned Medusa into Medusa and then later helped kill her. Oh. 
Oh, did she so, say something? What? Did Medusa say something that she wasn't supposed no, to say? No. This is so this is a story that a lot of historians and a lot of feminists don't like. Mm. Um and I'm not a fan of it either and I'm not sure why the goddess of wisdom would would deign to, to do this. Mm. So Medusa was actually a very beautiful woman. Yeah. She was one of the Gorgons. There were three sisters named the Gorgons. They were Titans-ish, Titan-adjacent. Mm -hmm. They weren't humans, but they weren't exactly gods. And she was a priestess of Athena, and she was in Athena's temple doing her priesty things, and Poseidon came in and raped her. Ah. There's nowhere does it say she consented to this. It doesn't say... You know, it, it doesn't say that she seduced him or anything like that. It either says that Poseidon raped her or he had his way with her or he seduced her. Mm. Either way, which we all know seduce is just yeah. well, God talk. That might, yeah, that might be a, oh my gosh. A gentler, yeah, my shoe fell off. A, I know. Like a gentler version that people want to tell, like, about how the gods came into it because and i wish they wouldn't do that because to me like seduction can can be convincing you to do what you already wanted to do in the first place mm -hmm. where like rape is most certainly not that <laughs> right um and the fact that you know one of the things that points to it definitely being rape was she was a priestess of athena who yeah. was a virgin and although athena didn't tell her priestess she had to be they had to be virgins they certainly would not have done it in athena's temple no no certainly not so because of this athena gets pissed off that her temple was desecrated and turns medusa into medusa mm. with the snakes and basically says that any man that looks at you is going to turn to stone Ugh. now there's two sides to that story too some say that it's definitely very rape culture mm -hmm. and that Athena was victim blaming. Other studies have also turned it to she was actually giving Medusa the gift oh. of never being raped again. Mm. Well, it doesn't say that her body was half snake, by the way. That's something that came up like later. Oh, it I always really... thought it was like hot body snake hair. She did have snake hair. But she was still gorgeous. Apparently, she still maintained her beautiful, like, she was still a beautiful woman. Mm. Which made it harder for men to resist looking at her. Right. Um, so, part of it was, it was almost a setup to turn men to stone. And it specifically only says men. It does not say women were turned to stone when they looked at her. Oh, interesting. It's specifically men. Huh. But then she later helps Perseus kill Medusa. Now, Perseus had other things to do. And he had a whole prophecy going behind him as well. So perhaps at that point, she was like, this is where we have to go with this in order for the greater good. You can take it either way. I mean, mm. there's there's way too many ways to interpret the, the mythology, and I'm not going to tell people how to do it. Right. You know? However. Yes, however. She also was pissed off at Arachne. Oh. She's the reason we have spiders. So, and I'm going to read the myth because it's also very interesting why Athena got mad at Arachne. Okay. So, in the myth, it said that Arachne boasted all the time that her skills were better than all the gods, and Athena went to her as an old lady and told her to stop bragging or it was only going to get her in trouble. So she tried to stop her, 
But Athena said, basically bring it. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't scared of anyone. And she said, I only speak the truth. And if Athena thinks otherwise, then let her come down and challenge me herself. And at that moment, Athena revealed herself and the contest began. So Athena wove a tapestry representing four separate contests between mortals and the gods in which the gods punished mortals for setting themselves as equals to the gods. Oh. Athena, or Arachne, uh, weaving depicted ways that the gods, particularly Zeus, had misled and abused mortals, tricking and seducing many women. Hmm. That is Um, accurate. Both of those accurate. Right. So this made Athena mad. Now remember, she's Zeus's favorite, and this was particularly harsh on Zeus. Hmm. Not just because of the content, but also because it was more beautiful than hers. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So she ripped Arachne's work to shreds and hit her on the head three times. I don't know why three times. So terrified and ashamed, Arachne hanged herself. Oh, that's sad. Right. But then Athena brought her back to life <sighs> and said, live on and yet hang, condemned, but lest you are careless in the future, the same condition is declared in punishment against your descendants to the last generation. After saying this, she sprinkled her with the juice of Hecate's herbs, and immediately at the touch of the dark poison, Arachne's hair fell out. With it went her nose and ears, her head shrank to the smallest size, and her whole belly became her whole body became tiny. Her slender fingers stuck to her sides as legs, and the rest is belly, from which she still spins a thread and as a spider weaves her ancient web. Wow. Right. Some petty shit. Boy, there's some cold business. In- there's some cold business, but then at the same time, she doesn't want Arachne to die. That's, it's, I feel like it's worse to it bring her, worse. bring her back and make her a spider instead. Be like, it wasn't enough that she like killed herself. It, that's not right. enough. That's not enough. <laughs> now you have to live as a scary bug. I feel like a lot of the gods' stories are like that. They're like, sure, I could let it go, but it isn't enough. But I won't. <laughs> I'm going to skin you instead. Right. So those are her notorieties. It's pretty and notorious. Then, Arachne is right. pretty notorious. Arachne's pretty notorious, and I'm, and, and I'm on the fence with Medusa, you know? <sighs> That is a tough I think I'm more one. on the fence with the Medusa because she kill- she helps kill Medusa. Mm. But maybe Medusa was looking forward to that because, like, maybe she was like, oh, "Enough's enough with this." <laughs> Which is funny that she wears the Gorgon head as a protective amulet. Oh right. Oh, maybe that's why she does because, like, prophecy-wise, she knew, like, oh. She was like, mm, I know I have to take care of this and I have to kill uh, Medusa. And I don't super want to do that, but I will. So then now that she becomes an amulet for the goddess, maybe that's maybe. part of it. I'd like that. So what are you going to score her? Hmm. I'm going to give her a seven. Well, I'm giving her a ten. Oh, so notorious. I know, but those are pretty big stories. I mean, spiders? They're pretty like, Medusa? yeah. They are pretty legendary. And they're, I mean, Arachne is so petty. Like, not even petty. The petty is like, no. Like, that's just mean. I mean, if if anybody was like, how could she even be Zeus's daughter? There you go. There you go. Yep. Be like, well, 
<laughs> Turns out. Fun facts. All right. So on to legacy. You can't see me anymore. <laughs> okay. So legacy. She's still associated with Athens. Yes. And the Parthenon is still her thing and it's still here. Mm-hmm. The fact that she the fact that she invented the olive tree and that the olive branches await an end in argument is still used in modern uh, conversation. That's good. This one's just for you. The Athena Mars rover investigation. Ooh. Yes. Each Mars exploration rover carries an integrated suite of scientific instruments and tools called the Athena Science Payload. Wow. That yes, is pretty The primary cool. objective of the Athena Science investigation is to explore two sites on the Martian surface where water may have been present to see if they can sustain life. Hmm. Right? That's pretty big. That's pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah, I knew you'd I have a soft spot for that one. I do. <laughs> um, there is a company called Athena Bottled Water, and all the proceeds go to the Breast Cancer Foundation. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, there is a statue of Athena in front of the Austrian Parliament building. Mm-hmm. Huge one. Uh, apparently, she's the patron saint of many universities, and they, uh, many of them, including American ones, have statues of her in their main halls. I guess for wisdom. Oh, learning. sure. Uh, apparently, Sigmund Freud used her as a mirror for feminists. Okay. He did quite a few studies using her as a, I guess, like a baseline for uh, feminine, femininity and the feminist ideas. And I didn't go into it because of Sigmund Freud, and it was some heavy reading that I was not prepared to fall into. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize he referenced her in a lot of his studies. Hmm. Apparently, he was so enamored with her, he kept a statue of her on his desk. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought it was just, what, Apollo and Dionysus that he was into? No, that was no, him. No, apparently. Uh, he was into Dionysus. Maybe. I think he was. I'm not sure. This was the first time I saw his name thrown in with, like, a legacy part of thing. Hmm. So that's her legacy. It's small, but it's big at the same time. I mean, she has the Parthenon. So I'm thinking I'm going to give her a seven. A seven? Yes. Oh, well, what's the next one? Family? Yeah. Okay. Let's just skip to that. She didn't have any freaking kids. So I want to, oh, before you sell yourself on the seven, there's one mm -hmm. that I didn't hear you say. What's that? The Parthenon in Nashville. I did not know about the Parthenon in Nashville. They, re they, they recreated... Uh, based on designs by uh, actually, the guy was a confederate, obviously, because it's in Tennessee, the guy who designed it, but it was um, built in 1897 as part of, part of the Tennessee uh, Centennial, which is celebrating Tennessee's joining of the Union. Ah, a, a yeah, I just looked it up. A lot of Confederates back uh, after the war uh, went whole hog on being part of the Union. They were like, okay, well, we lost, so we're part of the Union now. So they try to merge back into regular Union life, I guess. But this was right. celebrating that, and the Athena Parthenos statue is inside. 
Yeah, I just read it. A 42-foot statue. They're full-scale replicas of the originals. Wow. I All right. cannot wait. All right. I'm going to bump that up to a nine. Me too. Because, all right, Tennessee, you put the statue back in the Parthenon. I'll give you that. All right. You're giving her a nine, too? So nine, nine. And yes. I, okay. I have a little calculator going. I can't oh, wait to go on see you because this. I didn't do that. I'm sad. I'm like sad that when people talk about the South and they get all their racism up, and I'm like, do you not realize what they all did right after? Right. They tried to. They gave yeah. up the ghost, you know, <laughs> like immediately. Yeah. It only takes, you know, one racist to spoil everything. <laughs> it certainly it's does. Hard. It does. It's like, uh... all right, on to family. Woo! Of which she had no kids. Are we going <laughs> to count her adopted child? Uh, you could, but I mean, it doesn't count. Right. I mean, she fostered her. him, but I mean, we have to give her a zero. She was a virgin goddess. That's true. I mean, that's that's the, the price you pay for being a virgin goddess. I'm going to give her a point five for adoption. All right. You give her a point five. There you go. Try to win those points. The ice cream man is driving by for like the seventh time. Listen, it's essential. I guess. It's the COVID car. Hey, when <laughs> I get my camper van together, you should come with us to go and visit the Parthenon. I mean, you can't get into the statue, I don't think. They rope it off, but I'll certainly put a little votive on the ground there. Oh, yeah. A little goat votive. I'll bring her a dress. Hey, girl. <laughs> bring her a nice summer dress. Okay, so we're going to the bonus, which is her Roman counterpart. Mm. Yes. That's so Minerva is her Roman counterpart. But our bonus point is based on whether her Roman count counterpart was better or not. Right. I'm going to go with not, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because Minerva wasn't considered the war goddess in Roman mythology. They already had one. It was Bologna. <laughs> it was Bologna, I know. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's B E L L O N A. No, Bologna is right. I, o -S -S when you see <laughs> I knew it was Bologna, but I still wanted to make the joke when you were like, uh, the Roman goddess of war. I'm like, was Ares in a dress? Because <laughs> it was Bologna. <laughs> Ares in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> and Bologna was entirely Roman. She had no Greek counterparts, that was theirs. What they did was they knocked Minerva down to just being a lesser goddess of the arts. Mm. She wasn't even in their top tier, even though people mention her name a lot. She wasn't high in their pantheon. That's disappointing. They just, it is, and I hate that the Romans do that. So they took away like all of her war strategy, blah, 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 and just left her with like weaving and spinning and, and that kind of stuff. Mm. So, maybe so I'm not giving her a bonus point for that. Maybe down the line, if we're ever allowed inside a pub again, we can have um, special episodes for Bologna and Minerva, since they're separate. I agree. Just so we can keep saying Bologna. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that's that's Athena. Wow. No extra point. And no. that's Athena. Let me take out my hastily scribbled notepad that I've been keeping track on, which is in some serious con condition. Athena. Her total, are you ready? Yep. 60.5. Uh, that's not too shabby. It's not great. No, but Rhea got hot. That's pretty low, girl. 
Raya. Oh, arrows. really? Didn't my man Hades rate lower? Yeah, he did. He got a 54. Yeah. All right. Now I'm talking about it. <laughs> Aries got a 66 and he still didn't get a crown. Yeah. Or a th- uh, throne. Uh, wow. Yeah. A lot of. Well, you know, I think what pumps up a lot of their points, too, is a lot of these were screwing around and having kids. That's true. Like, Hermes... Like, Hades didn't have children outside of Persephone, either. Mm. Persephone got a 73. Well, because she's a badass. Mm. She sure is. Asclepius got a 62. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, god of medicine. Whatever, I'm still putting a little heart next to Athena. Oh, she, I'm totally thinking she should get a throne still. Oh, me too. She's definitely getting it. She wins. Wee! What do you think her throne is going to be made of? I think it will be made out of um, a very nicely woven tapestry um, and some olive branches, like wound around olive branches. Oh, that's very nice. With an owl on it. Very classy. Yeah, not too fancy. She doesn't need a fancy schmancy. She's not into that. And she's like, it doesn't have to be fancy, but you know it's high end, don't you? Exactly. It's like you would pay a lot of money for this, but it's all like... It's not ostentatious. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then she looks over at Apollo in his ridiculous it's got glitter ball throne. <laughs> it looks like the... I know you don't know what it looks like, but there's a centerpiece in the Miami um, baseball stadium that whenever you hit a home run sparklers and fireworks shoot out of it and rainbow dolphins dive across it it is a gay pride float like you have never seen that's apollo's yeah so she but i want her throne right next to apollo's so that she has to look over at him and judge him every time be like jeez low-key much (laughs) they'll just let any trash up here <laughs> and he throws Glitterad and runs away. <laughs> He's like, I didn't do that. And then Ares complains about something. <laughs> That's not fair. So fair, she hit me. <laughs> what do you think Athena would be the modern day goddess of? I hadn't thought this one out in advance, and I should have. That one is hard because she does encompass like wisdom and strategy strategy so i'm and chess is still a popular game right and it's like and that's what i think game. of when i think of her and only because i know that like you have to be a thinker to win mm. i guess i would say of any strategic game right like a modern like simon <laughs> well i don't know simon a fellow yeah i would say i guess she i would call her like this the goddess of strategic games the goddess of board games but board games are very old so she might have been the goddess of those for a long time she might have been a modern Um, what is what is what is strategic now what's a strategic game that Mm. people play or thing oh she's the goddess of escape rooms oh that'd be great yeah That we can never go to again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One day we'll be allowed back in an escape room, and it wasn't because we did anything wrong. Right. <laughs> Horrid. Yeah. So, what do you think she'd be the goddess of? Um, I feel like there's. It's hard to like innovate new crafts. You know. 
because she was very into like crafting and I'm super into crafting. But uh, like I'm not exactly doing anything where I'm like, check out this latest technology. Why drop necklaces? <laughs> Sewing masks, paint by numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I custom make dart flights now. That's a thing. I got a wood burning thing. Oh, I got one of those too. I have yeah. everything. I made something and I would have shown you, but my video's out again, so fuck it. Ah, that's okay. Uh, maybe she's the goddess of impulse craft shopping. I believe that. <laughs> just, what is happening a lot now. I'm like, I do have a lot of new tools that I didn't have before, somehow. <laughs> uh, I guess that's that's Athena in a nutshell. Yeah, that was it. Okay, got anything uh anything going on? I got nothing going on. Ah, me neither. Uh, After this is over, I'm gonna go for a walk. That's my going on. Woo Yeah, yeah, that's my excitement. My no contact walk where I have to put my headphones in and bring my mask in case somebody comes near me. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. And I walk in the street yeah. if if somebody's coming. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. If you guys want, you can follow us on Facebook at Last God Standing, on Instagram and Gmail at Last God Standing Pod, on Twitter at Last God Stand Pod, and everything is at lastgodstanding.podbean.com. Thank you to my husband, Mike Jacino, for our theme music. And thank you to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Have a good quarantine. Bye.